Another common issue that women have is the issue as far as with aging, the age spots that can come up. And you talk about this in chapter 20, age spots, sunspots, liver spots, and ways to reduce those. That's another big one that we see as we're aging. Yeah, and this is caused all by UV radiation. By getting excessive sun exposure, it can cause the melanin, which is the color of your skin, to kind of clump. And that's just a reaction to that excess UV exposure. Now, spots, now the term age spots, sunspots, and, and uh, um, liver spots, people think, oh, I have a liver spot. What's wrong with my liver? Well, no, it's just brown, meaning that's the color of the liver. And so people call that. It. it has nothing to do with your liver. And all the spots are different names for the exact same thing. It's just clumping up that melanin. Uh, And unfortunately, spots don't go away unless you actively get rid of them. And typically what I recommend for something like this would be a combination inside-outside approach. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. Beauty is always more than skin deep. And I've seen this over and over again in my medical practice as I had a patient in just yesterday and she had followed through with my Keto Green 16 challenge that we just did and will be doing another one coming the 1st of January. So stay tuned on my email for that and at dranna.com. So I wanna tell you a little bit about her story. Here she is, a physician, has worked in a private practice and a hospital-based practice over the past 25 years. And she was really struggling when she came to see me a month ago. She felt like she was aging very rapidly. And here she is only 58 years old and retired her medical practice. She didn't have energy for it anymore. And she was gaining weight and couldn't do anything to lose it, had seen some of the best doctors and colleagues. And one thing she wasn't offered was diet and nutrition recommendations. Another thing she wasn't offered was bioidentical hormone therapy. And this is crucial. When I saw her yesterday, she had lost 10 pounds and her skin was radiant. The conjunctiva of her eyes, so the whites of her eye were clear and vibrant. And she said to me, the first thing she said, she said, Dr. Anna, thank you. I feel healthier than I have in years. And I remember one of our clients from Magic Menopause, she had said as she was finishing up the program, she had stopped at her gas station that she frequently visited. And the attendant there, someone who worked there said, you know, you just look so healthy. And she said that was the best compliment she could get. You know, I think that is so true. When we radiate health from the inside out and the outside in, it creates a vibrancy, a glow, and there is a different energy. There's a magnetism a more magnetic energy. So if you wanna be more magnificent, that's what we have to do. We have to approach our health from the inside out and the outside in. And it goes from skincare to rejuvenation. And so I'm really excited today to share with you 
a guest of mine, a very famous guest, a good friend, and I want to introduce him to you. He's been on my show before with his first book, and now he's coming on with his second book, which is called Younger for Life, Feel Great and Look Your Best with the New Science of Auto Rejuvenation. This is Dr. Tony Yoon. If you don't follow him on Instagram or TikTok, you need to. He has about 8 million followers on TikTok and over a million followers on YouTube. And he's the funniest, most hilarious doctor I have ever met. He is also one of America's most trusted surgeons and the most followed plastic surgeon in the world. He shows in this new book how simple changes in diet, activity, and skincare can make us look younger than ever before. He also has unique insider intel on the hottest beauty trends from red light therapy to at-home dermaplaning. So I'm excited to bring him on our show today. Let me introduce you. Welcome, Tony. It is so good to have you here on the Girlfriend Doctor Show. Thank you so much for having me, Anna. This will be fun. First, I want to talk a little bit about your style mm -hmm. <laughs> and how you've brought humor in. And I've told my audience they got to follow you on TikTok and Instagram if they're not already, which most of them are, to really, <laughs> to really appreciate the dimensions of you. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think, you know, I did social media as a physician for many years, but it wasn't really until the pandemic hit and my office closed and I really didn't need to use it to get patients, like to encourage patients to come in or whatever, because my office was closed. And who knows at that time, how long it'd be closed for. So starting in 2020, I started just creating content to that I thought was fun and entertaining. And because I had a lot of spare time, like everybody else did. And that was when everything kind of exploded, because who knew that people would be interested in watching a self-deprecating middle-aged plastic surgeon create... <laughs> funny videos, but hey, it worked and it's worked ever since then. Well, I think it's your authenticity too. And you bring humor to some tough subjects, right? When we think about plastic surgery, it's about correcting an aspect of ourselves that we don't like. And so that's very mm -hmm. vulnerable. That's a very vulnerable place to be in. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think, you know, part of it, they see that I'm a real plastic surgeon. I'm board certified. I went through all the training and everything. Yet I'm just kind of a regular guy. I'm not one of those Beverly Hills types, although I did train out there. You know, I don't show off my fancy car or anything. Not that I have a fancy car, but I don't show it off even if I had it. Um, <laughs> and at the same time, you know, I do think that there's humor in not patients, but there's humor in patients' spouses. And when 90% of your patients are women, 100% of yours, I'm assuming, are 90% of mine are. There are things that spouses say and do, male spouses say and do, or boyfriends, that you can find a lot of humor in. And so that's also been kind of a recurring theme is some of the things that uh, these husbands and boyfriends say that are just outrageous and completely true. Okay, give me an example. Now you've got me curious. Oh, well, these are not even so funny sometimes as they are maddening. One of the big things that I did a video on was the husband stitch. And you know, full well what that is, is that women who have a baby, maybe they have an episiotomy. And while the obstetrician, gynecologist is suturing up the episiotomy, the surgeon goes, hey, can you put a stitch down there for me? Which I always thought, you know, some guys may say that it's kind of a stupid joke, but apparently it's like a real thing. And that some surgeons have actually done things like that, have sutured women in ways to quote unquote, please their spouse, but it causes major issues for women. And so 
part of what I do is I bring things like that out into the open and then women can get, you know, sometimes they're upset by it, rightfully so. Sometimes we find humor in some of the dumb things husbands say as well. That is very true. And I'm definitely as a obstetrician, having delivered many babies, episiotomies or thereafter, it is something I've been asked to do. You know, I trained at Emory in Atlanta. And one of the things that was really emphasized to me is to restore normal anatomy and to make that functional. And sometimes patients would come to me, I've having a husband stitch, you know, tightening up the vagina with an the opening of the vagina with an extra tight closure with incredible discomfort and pain. Yeah. And so sex is no longer enjoyable for them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just one of the things, but there's so many things that I see in plastic surgery. It's things like guys being like, oh, you know, I do a lot of breast implant surgeries and I have women who say, yeah, this is the size I want. And then the guy has an uncomfortable look and goes, well, wait a minute, we talked about going bigger. And it's like, well, who cares what you think? Things like that. Or I've had husbands where, let's say I talked to a woman about doing a tummy tuck after having multiple children. And she's like, yeah, I'm good. And I asked, you know, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm good. And then the husband elbows her and is like, wait a minute, honey, you didn't mention the one thing we talked about. And she's like, I, I don't, I'm fine. We're good. Thank you. And then the guy's like, no, we want to talk about implants. And it's like, dude, this is not your body. And so part of it is bringing things like that up and, and typically kind of poking fun at the guys of how, honestly, sometimes how crude and stupid they are <laughs> and going into things like that. You can find both entertaining, but also thought provoking. Right, right. Absolutely. And I appreciate you bringing it up and bringing attention because it empowers women to hold their ground too. This is my exactly. body. This is what I want. I feel good, feel good like this. I don't want to change anything else. And exactly. It's empowering and empowering women to say, hey, look, you know, if, if this is something, if you're in this situation, you know, you do not have to do anything that this guy says. And I think the best part of it is you look at the comments section and it's just filled with women who are supporting each other saying, hey, this happened to me. And then other women say, you know what, you know, you go and, you know, get rid of that guy or whatever. He's not good enough for you. And then there's so much, I think, that when you see patients who come into the office and they're in a relationship that's very one-sided, you know, where the male partner is technically in charge and says, you know, this is what we're going to do. For me, I really enjoy trying to help empower women to take their lives in their own hands because it's their body, not that guy's body. And only you should decide what happens to your body. Mm, I love that. What is the most common procedure you do? So I do a lot of breast implant surgeries, both putting them in and I do take them out on quite a few people. I do a lot of tummy tuck surgeries. I do a lot of facelifts. Uh, in the office, non-surgical, no question number one is Botox. Uh, Botox is most common, most popular cosmetic treatment probably in the history of the world, honestly. And so many people are getting it done. And so many of our holistic alternative medicine colleagues are getting it done, which I find absolutely fascinating. So do you find any risks or downsides to Botox? Um, well, Botox is a toxin. It's a very powerful, essentially, protein that can basically disrupt the nerve impulses that go to muscles. And so what it does essentially is it prevents muscles, it weakens muscles or prevents them from contracting for about three to four months. Now, if somebody was to inject a small amount of Botox in you, you could die within minutes because you can get botulism. But if we inject the most minuscule amount of Botox into certain muscles that cause wrinkles of the face, it can cause those wrinkles to smooth out for about three to four months. You know, Botox is one that I think if it's done appropriately, the risks are very minimal. In my office, we've probably done about 20,000 patients we've injected with Botox over the last 20 years. 
And the most I've seen is maybe two or three instances of a little bit of a droopy eyelid that goes away within a few months. I've never seen a true major complication from Botox. I do know that there are some people who appear to have potentially systemic issues from Botox, but I have not seen any true evidence that this is something that can be widespread or anything like that. Filler, however, is a different story. You know, injectable filler like Restylane and Juvederm and even silicone, that can be very dangerous if it's injected inappropriately or if you get a bad complication from that. And when filler is injected and you get a complication, it's not just a droopy eyelid, you can literally lose parts of your face, you know, parts of your nose, parts of your lip. People have even gone blind from filler that was injected the wrong way. Mm, it really does make natural skincare a very good option <laughs> and preventive uh, preventive therapies. And I love this about your new book that you just released. And when you're talking about some do-it-yourself DIY remedies, DIY things that we can be doing at home to improve mm -hmm. longevity and the way we look. And, and I definitely want you to talk about your new book coming out, releasing January 2nd and talk about some of these things that we can be doing at home. And what I love about your book, it's you cover nutrition, you cover exercise, you cover sleep, which is as good as a facial rejuvenation procedure and mm -hmm. important. And you cover, you know, again, food and nutrition and diet and how that can make a difference in aging well and, and use the word autojuvenation, mm -hmm. autojuvenation. So I'd love for you to explain that. Yeah. So, you know, I hit a point in my practice where I had a patient who had a big complication many, many years ago. And the complication that she had just absolutely floored me. And it got me into really thinking about the goal of being a surgeon, specifically a plastic surgeon. Now, we've both gone through, you know, surgery in our residencies. And we know that there are sayings in surgery to cut is to cure, or the only way to heal is with cold steel. And there's this mentality as a surgeon that, you want to bring people to the operating room. Like that's your goal. And I realized after having this happen to me, uh, to my patient, that the goal that I had as a surgeon that I was taught all these years was completely wrong. My goal should be the opposite. It should be how do we keep people out of the operating room, yet still get them to look and feel amazing and feel hopefully that they don't need to go under the knife to get the look that they're looking for. And so I spent many, many months, even years, studying alternative medicine physicians, studying nutritionists, skincare experts, estheticians, dermatologists, to try to create a program where people can turn back the clock naturally without going under the knife. And it's this concept of autojuvenation, where essentially you use your body's own regenerative abilities to rejuvenate itself. Because if you give your body the tools that it needs to rejuvenate itself, it will do that. And what that combines really is five main things. What you eat, when you eat, nutritional supplements, skincare, and if desired, non-invasive or minimally invasive treatments. And I firmly believe that the vast, vast, vast majority of people who focus on those five things, once again, if you give your body the tools that it needs to do that, you can turn back the clock, you can look 10 years younger and feel you don't need to go under the knife and hopefully not even under the needle either. No, I love that. So will you just elaborate on the complication that changed your scope? So, you know, in, in surgery, there are operations that you do that are considered to be like the cream of the crop. And so in general surgery, it's the Whipple. And if you're so lucky that you can scrub into a Whipple, that's a 10 hour cancer operation, then you know you've hit the pinnacle of success. 
in plastic surgery, it's probably faceless. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, people may trust almost anybody to do their liposuction, but you know, if you're going to trust somebody to do your facelift, that that surgeon's got to be really good. So for many years, Anna, I actually gauged the success of my practice based off of how many facelifts I had on my schedule. And I hit a, a peak in my practice many years ago where I had people flying in from all over the country to have facelifts with me. And then I had this woman, she was in her 60s, really nice woman, previously healthy, who decided she wanted to facelift. We had her cleared by her cardiologist, by her internist. We had all the labs, everything done. I performed the operation on a Thursday morning. Operation went perfectly. At the time, I actually kept most of my facelift patients overnight in the hospital. So I saw her the next morning in the hospital, discharged her, she went home. And then the weekend went by, she went home on a Friday. And when I came back to my office Monday, I had a message from her daughter. And the message was, why did my mom die? <gasps> she died over the weekend and it absolutely devastated me. So I spent obviously a lot of time trying to figure out what happened here. How can I have prevented this? And it turns out she had a massive heart attack and we had her cleared by a cardiologist just weeks before her surgery went fine. Why it happened at that time? I don't know. You know, I looked at, was there a medication error? Was it nothing? The only thing I could have figured out that I could have done to prevent this was just not operate on her. Maybe she still would have had a heart attack, but who knows? And so not surprisingly, I was absolutely devastated after that. Yeah. I questioned whether I should quit medicine altogether. I stopped operating for a while. And really it was many, many months where I thought, where I really hit rock bottom and questioned everything in my life up until that point. And it really, honestly, it took me until I figured out really what my main goal should be and, and the cause that I wanted to, to bring up and to be behind is this whole concept of autojuvenation. And that ended up leading to this book, Younger for Life. Wow, that's powerful. And definitely my heart goes out to you for that because, I mean, that is a critical, I mean, there's just yeah. a critical experience to I, yeah, I mean, nobody ever wants that to happen. I Obviously, I would have never expected, especially in this situation where it was just so sudden. I mean, and, and you know, you, that's, the, that's the thing in medicine, as we both know, is that you can dot your I's, you can cross your T's, you can be the best doctor in the world, you could be so all over and doing everything right, but bad stuff can happen, you know? And that's what I tell my patients when they say, hey, Dr. Ian, if I'm going to have this tummy tuck, what's the worst thing that can happen to me? I tell them, you could die, you know? Now, I'm going to do everything in my power not to have that happen, you know? You can die when you drive into my office in the consultation, you know, I mean, there's always risks with everything we do, but we always have to bring that up. And if there's some way we can get around that and still get you happy, then that's what we want to do. Uh, that being said, you know, we have to be realistic. And as you and I both know, there are certain conditions where surgery is your only real option. You know, if you've had four kids and the skin's just hanging from your tummy and you've got rashes underneath it and, you know, and, and infections and stuff like that. There's no cream that's going to make that skin go away. There's no injection. There's no food you can eat to make it go away. Sometimes surgery is the only option. But I do think that that's the minority of cases. And the vast majority of time, you know, by following these steps of autojuvenation, you can really turn back the clock and hopefully feel great about your appearance. And I think that's a, you know, it's so powerful. And I always tell my clients, we want to look healthy. We want to have that radiant glow. And, you know, at that point, it doesn't matter how many smile lines or laugh lines or whatever we have, we want to be radiant, we want to look our best and feel our best. And that's 
ultimately, you know, the end goal, not just looking good, but feeling good. And so really, and feeling good, a component of that is looking good too. And so mm-hmm. I was beauty from the inside out and the outside in. So I definitely love your approach. And I know personally too, as a gynecologist and having done a lot of surgeries, and often I would do two to three surgeries per week. But as I worked in hormonal detox and following like the keto green lifestyle and nutrition approach that I need and balancing hormones naturally as much as possible or with bioidentical is that I went from doing two to three surgeries a week to needing to do two to three major surgeries per year. And that's really empowering. I mean, it's not so good financially as a surgeon, but it's really good from a patient perspective. And for me, that's so empowering when we are in charge, especially as women. And we know that the things that we can do to make us look better also make us feel better. And that's another reason I love your approach and what you do. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I think that there's so much, the way I describe it, it's like you're building a house. And when you're looking at overall anti-aging, you're building a house. So when people say, well, I I get people come into my office with money in hand, I want a facelift. And it's like, no, the facelift is like the spire at the top of your house. You have to start whenever you build a house with the foundation and the foundation is food. That's what you always want to start with is the right type of a diet. And then you can build up from there. And people don't realize that just by making simple changes in what you eat, you can see profound changes in your skin from that. And even the tightening of skin and the reduction of cellulite. So, you know, that's always a question that I get up. What what can I do to reduce cellulite? Cellulite's a tough one. I myself, you know, there are some studies that do show that certain things that you eat, like let's say collagen supplements, there was a study that showed that taking collagen supplements can actually help improve cellulite. It's hard because as a surgeon, what we look for are big changes. And so for me, what we look at cellulite, there are a number of things that you can do, but none of them are going to be super, super effective without some type of an external treatment. So in our office, what we do is something called body FX, which is like a deep tissue massage combined with ultrasound therapy. I think that works really nicely for people, but it is temporary. There are invasive procedures nowadays that are minor surgical procedures that some people will do. I'm not a big fan of those uh, to help reduce some of the dimpling of cellulite. Uh, But also cellulite is an inflammatory process. There is an inflammatory component to it. And so reducing the amount of inflammation you have in your body can really help, although it's not going to be quite as dramatic as some people may hope for, but it can definitely help. So, you know, how do you reduce inflammation? One simple tip is you reduce the amount of sugar you eat. Sugar is truly the great ager of our bodies. And it causes our body to age prematurely by processes of glycation and by chronic inflammation and uh, insulin resistance. And so, you know, if I were to recommend just one simple thing that some people can take from the diet portion of the book, it's to reduce the amount of sugar you eat. I mean, honestly, Anna, I saw a study where 20% of the calories of the standard American diet come from sugar-sweetened drinks. 20% of our calories are from soda pop, you know, uh, energy drinks and fruit juices. It's, it's, just way, way too much. So true. So true. And the fact that cellulite is like a function of inflammation, right? Mm -hmm. It's scarring basically internally fibrosis around the fat that causes Mm -hmm. that cellulite. Yeah. So it's basically these fibrous bands that extend from the fascia, which is a muscle covering to the dermis, which is the deeper skin. And so those bands don't really stretch very well, although most of the uh, procedures, the treatments to improve cellulite are trying to either stretch those bands or the surgical ones are to cut those bands. But what can make that worse is the fat that's in between those bands. When that expands, 
then you can get kind of that mattressing or that dimpling effect that you see with cellulite. And so really when you look at cellulite from a physical standpoint too, then it's kind of two things. It's how do you either stretch the bands or cut them? And then how do you take the fat that's in between them and cause that to be less puffy, less swollen? And what causes swelling of that fat? Well, if you have a lot of salty foods, that can do that because you retain water. If you're inflamed, that also can do that. That helps to reduce some of the lymphatic drainage and things. And so reducing inflammation, reducing excess water, not intake, but oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, retaining, retention, water retention. So reducing excess water retention, that can also help as well. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. And also another common issue that women have is the issue as far as with aging, the age spots that can come up. And you talk about yeah. this in chapter 20, age spots, sunspots, liver spots, and ways to reduce those. That's another big one that we see as we're aging. Yeah, and this is caused all by UV radiation. By getting excessive sun exposure, it can cause the melanin, which is the color of your skin, to kind of clump. And that's just a reaction to that excess UV exposure. Now, spots, now the term age spots, sunspots, and, and uh, um, liver spots, people think, oh, I have a liver spot. What's wrong with my liver? Well, no, it's just brown, meaning that's the color of the liver. And so people call that. It. it has nothing to do with your liver. And all the spots are different names for the exact same thing. It's just clumping up that melanin. Uh, and unfortunately, spots don't go away unless you actively get rid of them. And typically what I recommend for something like this would be a combination inside-outside approach. On the outside, you can use a treatment like IPL. IPL is similar to laser. I think it's one of the best bang for your buck treatments out there. It's completely non-invasive. It doesn't hurt. It may feel like a little bit like a rubber band snapping your skin, but it just uses light energy to target the pigment and to destroy the pigment. And so the, the spot may get a little darker and then it typically sloughs off after a week. And then I recommend for the inside approach is to use some type of a brightening cream, ideally one that contains either kojic acid, niacinamide, or um, licorice root extract. And by using a cream, and if you have kind of a tendency to get spots and you want to use that in general long-term, it's very safe to do that. And that helps to reduce that melanin clumping and deposition over time. And so that's why I usually recommend inside-outside approach, completely natural, you know, nothing invasive, nothing, you know, real painful. And it usually works really, really well. So better than a bleaching cream. So bleaching creams are kind of generic terms. And the problem is that the, the most powerful bleaching cream is hydroquinone. That is something that is potentially harmful. And so, you know, it's not something I recommend for the general public. Some dermatologists, plastic surgeons, we may use it for very short periods of time, maybe six months for somebody who has real severe pigmentation. But the vast majority of people, you can go more with a brightening cream, which can kind of do a similar thing, but just is not quite as toxic or aggressive. Yeah, no, I like that too. One of the things that I've used is for sunspots and age spots is, you know, the tripeptides. I put that in my progesterone mm -hmm. and pregnenolone cream, my balance cream. And as a side effect, we saw that it was getting rid of sunspots. And I point to oh. my hands because I had a bunch of sunspots on my hands and they've now disappeared, which I love. So, so that's critical importance. Yeah, and I just knowing that our body can reduce that. And you also have a skincare line too, because I, I picked up my favorite some of my favorite products of yours, the oh, antioxidant you. serum and the hyaluronic probiotic combination. I want you to talk mm -hmm. about those too, because this is outside in natural, clean skincare. And that's so nice to have. 
Yeah. So if you do one, if you apply one type of a serum or a cream to your skin every morning, other than a sunscreen, if you're going to be out, I do recommend using an antioxidant serum like vitamin C. And uh, so most skincare companies have a vitamin C serum. A key kind of biohack thing is if you combine vitamin C and vitamin E, you can get a synergistic effect. There was a study that showed that Combining vitamin C and E, not only you get the two antioxidants, but they actually work together to give you a synergistic antioxidant protective effect. And so antioxidants like vitamin C protect your body against free radicals. Free radicals are damaging molecules that can actually damage the DNA of your skin. And so by applying that every morning before you go out, you can protect your skin from the day's worth of exhaust from vehicles, pollution, even actually certain foods that you eat are filled with free radicals, especially ultra processed foods and deep fried foods. So applying an antioxidant serum on the skin, definitely recommend doing that every day. We recently came out with this hyaluronic and probiotic serum. And I'm really excited about that because hyaluronic acid is a very powerful moisturizer of the skin. But the probiotic element is something that we're really learning about now. You know, we know that there's a microbiome inside our gut, and you've talked about this on the podcast many times. And we know that the importance of the microbiome of the gut to our body is just massive. It's profound. But what we are learning is that our skin has a microbiome as well. And that microbiome needs to be preserved. And just like probiotics that you take by mouth, you can put probiotics on your skin to help to support the skin microbiome. And I know you know that there's also microbiome inside the vagina as well, which is something that I've learned not that long ago. And it's like, geez, like, so many parts of our body, we have such good bacteria that we really have to support. And it makes sense, right? Because the, also the skin layer has an acidity to it. And the vagina is supposed to be naturally acidic. It can change to more alkaline as we get older. But that acidity and the bacteria that are protective are designed to you know, keep bad things out, right? It's a mm -hmm. defense layer. Just like yes. acid in our stomach, it's to kill the bad and digest and absorb the good. Mm -hmm. And and with the, I think the skin, it's just when you're saying the kind of barrier function, it brings up to mind a question I get all the time on collagen creams. You know, I've got my own skincare line. You will not see a collagen cream in my skincare line because collagen is a large protein. And now 70, 80% of our skin is made of collagen. It's the part of our skin that causes our skin to be tight and youthful and strong. And as we get older, we lose about 1% of the thickness of our collagen every year. Women after menopause lose 2% every year. And that's why women, when they're in their 70s and 80s, sometimes have really tissue paper thin skin. And so people erroneously believe that, oh, if I apply a collagen cream to my skin, it's gonna make the collagen my skin thicker. And companies advertise this and it's just not true because that protein is so large, it's not gonna penetrate the barrier function of your skin. Uh, and so that's just basically a fancy moisturizer. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I always get that question too. And I'm like, I like collagen supplements, collagen peptide supplements, or, you know, powders that yes. can add into my smoothies, et cetera. I think that's a good way to get collagen. But you're right, topically, yeah. it's just not absorbed. No, you know, there's so much scientific proof behind collagen supplements, taking hydrolyzed collagen peptides, and the fact that that definitely will improve your skin. And that's something, one of the supplements that I do recommend in the book is to take a daily hydrolyzed collagen supplement. And your skin will definitely thank you for it. Your hair and your nails will probably thank you as well. Yeah, no, great. And that's something we wanna maintain as we get older. Okay, chapter 21 of your book, sagging, sinking, and drooping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that- the Especially that, here, Tony. Yeah. I'm doing so there my are things... exercises. <laughs> 
So there are things that you can do non-surgically to help tighten up the skin, but you have to be realistic in what they can do. So there is a, the way I describe it, there's a difference between lifting and tightening. If you've got skin that is truly hanging, then unfortunately the, the tightening treatments that we have are not going to make that completely go away. It's just like if you do something to skin that's hanging from the tummy, or let's say if you've got breasts that have you know, gotten quite a bit droopier after having multiple kids, or let's say after losing a ton of weight, excess skin is a real challenge to deal with non-surgically. However, tightening is definitely doable. And so if you've got skin that it's, let's say in your 40s, your 50s, even if you're in your early 60s and skin's just feeling and looking a little bit looser, you can get some tightening with non-invasive or minimally invasive treatments that can really help. And so that starts with using a good anti-aging cream like a retinol. The next step I would recommend would be to do some non-invasive treatments. Uh, one of the big bang for your buck, something that I do recommend for people is red light therapy. I think red light therapy is something you can definitely do at home. There's a lot of science to support that. The next thing I would consider as far as getting a treatment outside of the house would be microneedling. Microneedling is a great way to create acute trauma to the skin. And when you create acute trauma to the collagen of the skin, it causes that collagen to actually tighten and the skin to tighten uh, from that. And the reason why microneedling is so good is not that necessarily you're going to get this much better result than, let's say, a, a more expensive laser treatment, but the cost of it compared to the benefit is really good. And the reason why is that, you know, it can cost me $150,000 to $200,000 to buy a laser for my practice, or I can buy a microneedling handset for about $4,000. And the cost of the treatment is going to be passed off onto the patient. And when the overhead of that treatment is so much less, like with microneedling, you pay less money, but you can still get some really nice results with it. And is there something you can do at home with microneedling? There are two kinds of microneedling at home uh, options. There are dermal rollers, which most dermatologists and myself, I'm not huge fans of because you can get kind of tearing from it. It's kind of uneven how deep it goes. You could try dermal stamping. There actually is a device now called the Cure device, and I don't have any related, I don't, I'm not an ownership of the product. This isn't sponsored by them or anything. But what that is, is it's actually a stamping where there's little needles. They go about five millimeters deep. And you can actually put a serum into the device and you can stamp your face and it stamps your face with this nice serum, which has peptides in it, moisturizers and hydrators to help to rejuvenate your skin. So you can get the benefit of the acute trauma and really lasers, chemical peels, microneedling, all these skin tightening treatments work by creating a controlled acute trauma to the skin. When you traumatize the collagen of the skin in a controlled fashion, the collagen as it heals, it heals in a tighter tighter fibers. And the way I describe it, it's kind of like the logs of a log cabin. And when you're young, those logs, they're nice and tight. They're youthful. That's like youthful collagen. As we get older, those logs get frayed. They start to fall apart. The collagen starts to do that as well. And the way to get the collagen to be tight again is if we damage it to a very controlled extent, then it will, as it heals, get tighter. If you're too aggressive with it, you get scarring and that's what you don't want. Uh, and so lasers will do that by creating heat using the light energy. Chemical peels will do that using an acid, and microneedling does that using a needle, creating basically a poke in the skin or that acute trauma. I am adverse to pain. Totally. <laughs> I am adverse to pain. But no, I definitely I can see the benefits of that too. And especially with infusion of peptides or stem cells as part of that treatment, just that layering 
effect yep. can really improve the results. And of course, diet and nutrition, pre-op and post-op. Another question that I had for you was the best timing. Say we want to get a facelift. The best mm -hmm. timing to get one and do they have to be repeated? And if we say, okay, we only want one, is there a better age or what state should we be best prepared in to be the best surgical candidate for one? I'm asking yeah. for a friend, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so number one, you don't need one, but- Thank um, you. For your friend who's thinking about it, so basically facelifts, what they treat is it's lifting of the lower face and the neck. And so essentially it's jowling and looseness of the neck where the skin droops. And a facelift typically entails removal of excess skin, removal of unwanted fat pockets, fat that can kind of droop down, and then tightening up of the underlying muscle layer. Typically this operation is performed really starting in the early to mid 50s at the youngest. I have seen some patients in the late 40s when they have really premature aging, especially after let's say a lot of weight loss where the operation can help. But the big thing with facelifts you have to keep in mind is it does create lengthy scars. And those scars are both in front of and behind the ears and typically a scar underneath the chin. That's the big trade-off. You trade the, getting rid of that excess skin, lifting things up, improving the jowls for permanent scars around the ears. And no matter what type of surgeon you have, there's always a risk that those scars can get thick and you can even get a keloid. You know, you've operated a lot like I have, and you know that there are some patients, they don't put creams on their scars, they don't do anything with their scars, and the scars heal perfectly. And then you get another patient where they do everything. They do silicone creams, they use laser scars, you inject steroids, and they still get thick scars no matter what you do. And, and that's the problem whenever you have surgery like this is you trade it for those scars and the scars are going to be a bit unpredictable. So then when you look at the timing, really, what, honestly, what it comes down to, this is what I tell patients. I say, look, when you really dislike the appearance of your jowls and your neck and your lower face so much that you would consider going under the knife for three and a half hours, paying 20 or 30 grand or whatever the surgeon charges, having the potential risk of major complications, including bleeding and dehiscence or opening up of your incisions, nerve injury, and you've got a two-week recovery time, but you are so excited to get rid of this excess skin that you're excited to do that, then maybe that's a reasonable time for you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> So I, don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yeah, and yet. And some people, sure. I tell them this and like, oh yeah, I'm ready. Cause man, I can't take this anymore. And, and that's when you really have then a serious discussion. Okay. Is it, you know, are the benefits worth the risks, but other people, you know, you bring that up and go, oh geez, scars and all that, you know, risk of complication. Yeah, that's okay. You know, may maybe in 10 years and that's okay. You know, surgery is not for everybody. That's right. That's right. One of the final chapters of your book, chapter 26, you talk about what really matters. And I love that you mm. put this chapter in. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, a lot of aging and how do you slow down the aging process? People think, once again, skincare and supplements and what you eat, but there's a part of skincare and a part of aging that we don't really talk a lot about. And it has to do with mindset. It has to do with gratitude. It has to do with less stress in your life, meditation. And one of the big things that I put, you know, is I think having a purpose greater than yourself in and of itself, that can be anti-aging. And so for us and my family, uh, my wife and I, we are dedicated towards adopting senior dogs. And so over the last seven, eight years, we've adopted five senior dogs. Typically, we try to find the ones that have been up for adoption for many months and that somebody just doesn't want. We tend to go for smaller dogs just because we're more used to them. And it's just been one of the most rewarding things that we have done that my wife and I have done together 
period, other than having our kids, I guess. And it's hard because we've also lost four dogs in the past five years. And it's hard to say goodbye to them. But to know that you are there with them during their last moments and that you can make their last you know, years on earth, ones where they're loved and they're appreciated and they feel at home means everything. Uh, and so this is something that for me, I think, you know, anti, there's so many facets to anti-aging and, and the things we talked about, but there's a lot more to it too. And a lot of it, I think, is finding a purpose and what's your greater purpose in life and how can you give back to the community that has given so much to you as well? Yeah, no, I love that. Having a purpose greater than yourself and also that connection piece, that love and connection, knowing that yep. you're doing this with someone, you're living with someone that you love and enjoy and you want to grow old with. And in your dedication to the book, you wrote to my wife, Amy, the only person I want to grow old with. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there are even actual studies that show that if you have pets, you live longer. Sure. You know, people who are in committed relationships live longer. But at the same time, there also was a study of Danish twins and found that the younger looking of the two identical twins lived longer. <laughs> so there's a lot to it. It's kind of fun. And um, what for me, what I try to do is put out the positive stuff, give people actionable steps that they can take to help themselves feel better about themselves without, once again, going under the knife or even going under the needle. Yeah, I love that. And then we're talking about oxytocin, right? With having pets, having happy relationships, all of that good stuff and enjoying our life and having a purpose greater than ourselves and practice exactly. of gratitude increases oxytocin. So I'm glad totally. you brought that up and, and kind of bookend your book with that. Tony, please tell our audience where they can get a, a copy of your book and also to follow you. The book is available everywhere books are sold, but what I would try to do is encourage people to go to, if you're going to buy them online, go to bookshop.org. Bookshop.org is basically a clearinghouse, a center place where you can go to support your local bookstore. And so you can pre-order the book or order the book. I think this is going to probably come out when the book is out. So you can order the book on bookshop.org and you can actually choose your local bookstore so that the profit of that sale goes to your local bookstore and not to some massive corporation. So bookshop.org. The book is Younger for Life. And then once you go through that, go to autojuvenation.com and we have a ton of free gifts for you if you do buy the book, including a companion recipe book with 10 more recipes that are not in the book uh, itself. Um, we have a $30 gift certificate for my online store to buy skincare products for yourself. So you can actually pay for the price of the book by getting free skincare uh, and a ton more. So autojuvenation.com. But I always encourage if you can try to buy local and support your local bookstore. I love it. So bookstore.bookshop.org. Bookshop.org. So bookshop.org exactly. and autojuvenation.com. So those exactly. two things. And before I let you go, please mention your skincare line. Please run through your oh, skincare thank you. line. So yeah, I have a, a skincare line called Yoon Beauty. And essentially, you know, years ago, for many years, Anna, I sold medical grade skincare products out of my office. And we sold thousands and thousands of dollars of this medical grade skincare process. And people loved it. But I had the secret I didn't tell anybody that my patients loved it, but I could not use it myself. Because if I put it on my skin, I would break out in hives, I get rashes, and it just didn't work for me. And it wasn't until I started opening my eyes up to functional medicine and uh, alternative medicine that I started trying out natural skincare products. And it was fascinating because I would put these natural products on and I wouldn't react to it. But the problem with the natural products is that they didn't have anything I was looking for that was truly anti-aging, like retinol and vitamin C and all that. But then the medical grade products were irritating my skin. And so I created Yoon Beauty as a way to hopefully combine both the best of both worlds. 
natural and organic products that are made with actual scientifically proven ingredients. And so that's my Yoon Beauty line. I love it. I, and it feels really good to use it. So thank you. Oh, thank, thank you very you. much for being here. Thank you for being a guest on the Girlfriend Doctor Show. It was years ago when I interviewed you for your first book, Playing God. Yeah. And I was like, this guy has a sense of humor. I like <laughs> him. He's got integrity. He, he knows what's oh, important. And vulnerable and authentic. So in this book, really excited to share this with all of you guys and to please check it out. Younger for Life by Dr. Anthony Yoon, bookshop.org, support your local bookseller. It's so critically important to do that now more than ever because we want to support our communities and the people that live in our communities too. And follow Dr. Anthony Yoon. What's your social handles? So you can find me just Dr. Yoon on most of them. Instagram, I'm Tony Yoon MD because I keep trying to change it to Dr. Yoon, but there's nobody in customer service on Instagram that can help me change it. So Tony Yoon MD on Instagram, everywhere else I'm Dr. Yoon. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for being here, everyone. I am so grateful for you guys being in the community. And you know, on the Girlfriend Doctor Show, I want to help you feel empowered, love your body, love yourself. One of the very common characteristics of the oldest living people are centarians, people that have lived over 100, is this healthy sense of self-love. And that comes from the inside than it does from the outside. But the combination Living healthy, healing from the inside out and the outside in is crucial to how we show up in the world with grace, with kindness, with a sense of humor, with lots of oxytocin. So I please share this episode and take this time to figure out, okay, what's one next right step that you can incorporate into your life starting today that will make you feel a younger you. Thank you all for being here. Till next time, this is Dr. Anna Kabeka.